to a woman named Martha. You are anxious. When Martha heard the word that we translate as anxious, she would have understood Jesus to mean that she was being drawn in opposite directions, that she was divided into two parts. In other words, she had a divided mind with no real direction. You are anxious and troubled. The word that we translate as troubled is used to show someone who is greatly disturbed, terrified even, panicked, and as agitation of the mind. You are anxious and troubled about many things. These words that were accurately spoken to Martha, could they be spoken to you? Do you ever feel like you're being pulled in opposite directions? You feel like you're being torn apart and it's hard to focus because of the anxiety that you feel over the cares of this world and in your own personal life. The governing authorities, our school, our social media accounts, the news, our relationship issues, even the family chat, and so much more make us feel like we're being pulled in all sorts of different directions. In fact, we don't have to pay very close attention to see that the whole country is being pulled in opposite directions. We live in an anxious world, and we're anxious ourselves. When you feel the, the, pull, the divided pull of the world that you live in, when you feel the weight, it can strike us with panic. It can terrify us. It can make us agitated in our own minds. And this agitation can come out in ways that we speak to one another. It can come out in ways that we treat other people. It can cause us to blame. It can cause us to lash out, accuse, and even worse at times. We are anxious and troubled about many things. What do we do about it? What can be done? Our gospel lesson, it speaks to us, the anxious and troubled. It shows two different paths, and it shows the immediate outcome of each path. Let's take a look at our text and examine the paths and the outcomes. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed, her, welcomed him into her house. Let's stop right there for clarification just to get a few things straight in what we're looking at. The they in this sentence, it's actually important to our story. When Martha invited Jesus, she would have also invited those who were with him. And that would have been at least 12 people. But in the context of the whole chapter, it could have been up to 72 or more. Because remember, this is the sending out of the 72 and the coming back. And now it says they. 
So this is a big deal. When Martha invited the, the, Jesus, she would have invited at least 12, perhaps 72 or even more. I wanted to point that out because this was likely at least as large of a group that we have for our Come Hungry Sundays uh, when, when school is in session. And it could have had a potential to be a lot bigger than that. By the way, we're grateful to Bryn and all of those who help with the Come Hungry Sunday meals. On top of the size of uh, the group that Martha was serving, we must also remember that she couldn't run to Payless or local Kroger to pick up butchered meat and canned vegetables. <laughs> if our dinners here can be stressful, and they can, just imagine, just imagine the weight that she would have felt, this one woman, from taking care of this group. Yet this weight, it did not stop G Martha from welcoming Jesus. She believed him to be the Lord and she rightfully desired to serve him. But, as we shall see, something went wrong. Let's start again at the beginning and read past. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Is it wrong to serve the Lord? Of course not. But Martha's service is described as distraction. Martha was distracted with much serving. As I read this, I wondered if the service that Martha was doing was actually the way that she coped with her anxious and troubled heart. In the end, the way that she coped with her anxiety it only led her to more anxiety and trouble. Made me wonder in what ways do we cope with our anxiety and trouble? Perhaps we seek out people on social media that think just like us. Perhaps we seek out entertainment and pleasure as our distractions. Perhaps we turn to alcohol or other chemicals for our distractions. Perhaps we turn to service and work, like Martha. You've heard of workaholics? I think that describes Martha. Perhaps we turn to the lusts of the flesh. Only you can finish the sentence that says, I am distracted with much. You can fill in the blank. What do we seek, do, or use to distract us from the anxieties and the troubles that we have. So far in our reading, there is something else that is peculiar. It is Mary's actions. What in the world would make Mary drop all of her duties and her obligations to help her sister? What would stop her from serving her guests? That's not the way you do things. What Mary's doing is not what you do. 
Why didn't she serve the Lord? I don't want to project, but I'm going to. (laughs) There are many reasons for anxiety and trouble. And Mary and Martha would have had shared anxieties and troubles. If nothing else, just the time that they lived in would have been stress enough. Just the struggle for survival as citizens in a land with foreign occupation would give both Mary and Martha plenty of reason for anxiety and trouble. You can just think about our world at large right now. uh, We see uh, Russia going into Kuwait. Rome went into Israel. At this point, Israel was not warring but they were still under foreign occupation. They had every reason for anxiety and trouble. And assuming that Mary shared some of the same anxieties and trouble that Martha had, it's interesting to see what Mary does. Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. In the presence of Jesus, Mary recognized she truly had nothing to give. She needed Jesus, who said to himself in another place, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mary needed the service of the word, as we call it in our liturgy, that came from the word made flesh, She needed to receive from the one who alone gives peace that surpasses all understanding. Mary's anxieties and troubles led her to abandon all of her work. It led her to take a position at the feet of Jesus where Jesus would tell her of the promise of the Father that he, God the Son, in her presence was there to fulfill He would show her how the scriptures point to his death and resurrection for the repentance and the forgiveness of sin, even Mary's. He would show her that this fallen world that she lives in, it's not in vain. But rather, this time is a time of God's mercy where he is rescuing a people of his choosing to live with him forever in paradise. He would speak of the Father's great love for her and the whole world that caused him to be standing before her at that very moment. And as Jesus would later tell Martha what Mary received at Jesus' feet, it led her to have a peace that could not be taken away from her. Her anxieties and trouble led her to Jesus who replaced those troubles with peace. But where did Martha's distractions lead her? Martha was distracted with much serving and she went up to Jesus and said, notice that her distraction." it ultimately leads her to talk with Jesus. We would say today that her distraction eventually led her to prayer. 
or her troubles, anxiety, eventually led her to a place of prayer. And she prayed, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. Unfortunately, I have prayed prayers like Martha's prayer many times. After trying to work through my troubles on my own, soothing, I often soothe them with distractions of a different nature. <laughs> but after trying to soothe them with distractions of my own choosing, I have often come to the prayer that accuses my God of not caring for me. <clears throat> she said, Lord, do you not care? And here's the thing. The fact that Jesus was under her roof showed that God cared for her. Remember, we just noted, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and here he is under her roof. Martha not only accused her Savior of not caring, but she also pointed out her sister's faults. Without confessing her own faults, she pointed out, my sister has left me to serve alone. Tell her to help me. In other words, if you, Jesus, serve my will by getting my sister to do my will, then everything will be good. I've prayed prayers like that. Lord, just help them to see that my decision is the right decision. Of course, I'm not talking about issues that God's word speaks clearly on. I'm talking about decisions regarding food, drink, house, home, and the like. In other words, things that are temporary. I'm not speaking of God's law, which is eternal. Because God's law is love. <clears throat> But the point is, I have thought that I would have peace if my kids agreed with me. <laughs> I have thought I would have peace if only my wife saw things my way. Lord, help her. <laughs> <laughs> I have thought that I would have peace if our church members all got along perfectly. I have thought that I would have peace if people did what I want them to do. And I have actually let God know that before, just like Martha did. You see, the distractions that Martha chose to, that she chose it, to deal with her anxiety and troubles, it led her to lash out. Led her to lash out at God and her neighbor. I've done that. Have you ever lashed out at God? Have you ever lashed out at he who loves you? Loves you so much that he sent his son to be with you, to pay for all your sins, and to give you what you could not earn. The prayer of Martha is a prayer that would not bring peace if it were answered in the way that she wanted answered. Let me say that again. The prayer of Martha is a prayer that would not bring peace even if it was answered the way that Martha wanted it answered. No, 
In order to get peace, Martha's prayer needs to be answered with this, a diagnosis and a prescription, and not regarding Mary. It needed to be answered with the law and the gospel. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. I like to picture the end of this with a happy ending that's not recorded for us. I can just see Jesus taking Martha's hand and inviting her to sit beside her sister Mary, who in turn scoots over to make room for her sister at the feet of Jesus. Then I can see Jesus going on with his teaching, giving Martha some of the good portion that would never be taken away from her. You can see Martha noted at another time, later in the Gospel of John, and when faced with adversity, Martha talks with Jesus and she mentions to him, the hope of the resurrection of the dead and the life everlasting for all who hope in Jesus. In other words, we know that Martha received the good portion and she held on to that good portion in times of trouble. I also like to think that when Jesus was finished serving them with his word, that Martha had clarity of mind and was able to rise and serve in the joy of the word that she just heard. I also like to think that those around her rose. They rose with her, and they all pitched in as was needed. And as they prepared the meal, I like to think that they discussed with one another the great hope that they had in the one who had entered the home. And as we leave this church, I want you to know that there will be things that will make you anxious and troubled. I guess I don't have to tell you that, do I? And the answer isn't serving the Lord. That sounds weird, <laughs> but it's true. The answer isn't to serve Jesus. The answer is to first receive his service. Read the Bible, but don't do it to show that you're a good Christian. No, read it because you're starving and you need to eat the good portion. Go to church, but don't do it because you feel guilty if you don't come. No, go to church like a beggar in need of a meal. In other words, come recognizing your need for the one who feeds you with his body and blood. Come not because you are clean, but because you need to be washed with water and the word. And the service of the one who came to serve will give you a peace that replaces your anxieties and troubles. And notice, it's not a one-time deal. You can't just eat one 
You just can't eat one meal and say, I'm good for the rest of my life. I guess you could, but you won't live long. <laughs> but no, you keep coming because you keep getting hungry. And your anxieties and troubles, it should be noted, may not leave right away. But bit by bit, He will put you back together. He will put us back together. And we will find ourselves serving and loving as we have been served and loved. And now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen. Amen.